Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to this early, early, early morning edition of the Rated R Safety Show. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, just in case you didn't know that already. But something tells me that you did. Anyway, so we are broadcasting across the multiverse here. Anyways, today's Monday, July the 13th of 2020, day 195 of the year. And only... 171 days left before it's all over with. So anyways, how are you? Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. Things were fantastic. You were able to enjoy whatever the hell you're enjoying, especially in your neck of the woods. And you did not have cases of 15,299 new ones of the coronavirus. Oh, yeah, that was here in Florida. Anyways, not to be Debbie Downer starting off first thing, but hey, want to cover everything that's going on inside of this world of news of ours. So let's get us started right away with some feature story news, because, you know, that's important. That's why part of the reason that you're here, and we'll get that rolling and going and bowling and moving. So let's get that started right here. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. 
The White House is looking to discredit Dr. Anthony Fauci for speaking out about the US's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, according to reports. Officials gave news organisations a list of statements that Dr. Fauci, one of the government's top infectious disease experts, made about the outbreak, which they claim were ultimately inaccurate. Chaguti Dave has more from Washington. White House officials told both the Washington Post and NBC News that several White House officials are concerned about the number of times Dr. Fauci has been wrong on things. Examples include Fauci's remarks in January that the virus was not a major threat to Americans and his recommendation in March that people didn't need to wear face masks. There have been growing tensions between Dr. Fauci and President Trump, who last week told Fox News that Dr. Fauci was a nice man, but he's made a lot of mistakes. Last week, Dr. Fauci told the Financial Times he hadn't had an in-person meeting with the president since June the 2nd. Cases of COVID-19 are rising rapidly in India. On Monday, the country witnessed the biggest ever spike with more than 28,000 new cases. Several states in India are now implementing lockdown in phases to curb the spread of the virus. From New Delhi, Ishan Garg reports. The federal government says that with increased testing, the cases are bound to rise. But the state governments are now implementing staggered lockdowns. Some states are shutting down over the weekend, while others are imposing a lockdown for up to 10 days. The states of Maharashtra and Tamil Nadu account for more than 40% of all coronavirus cases in India. And they are now planning to lock down cities with a high caseload. Experts say if the federal government does not impose a nationwide lockdown, India could see up to 200,000 cases every day by February. The Indian government argues that people now learn to live with the virus and must take necessary precautions to avoid getting infected. The state of Victoria in Australia continues to see numbers of coronavirus cases climb with again double-digit growth. Arthur Stevens is in Melbourne. Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews says there's now over 1,600 active cases within the state. The Melbourne metropolitan area lockdown will continue as long as needed. He's also called on those concerned or with symptoms to get tested. There's more than 150 test sites open right across the entire state. Uh, that surveillance, that data, that information allows us to deal with the very clever enemy that we are up against, a virus that spreads rapidly, a virus that will defeat us uh, if we don't have the best information and, of course, uh, Victorians following the rules. Manchester City FC have successfully overturned their two-year ban from European club competitions. The Court of Arbitration for Sport announced the club was cleared of disguising equity funds as sponsorship contributions. UEFA's club financial control body issued the ban in February after ruling Man City had committed serious breaches of financial fair play regulations. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, trying to be entertaining has to be something around here that you have to try to do. Anyways, 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 let's not get too far and too far ahead in the hell of whatever's going on out there. But anyways, so what are we going to do today? We're going to have some conversations real quick. Now, let me explain real quick what the hell's going on. The reason why we're here so early, and I know that I've told you from time to time that we'll do the 7 o'clock thing. I got some things going on that could impact what we have here at the good old radio station. And that's probably about a little bit too much of what I should be saying right now. But anyways, I want to talk about some other things before I forget. Tomorrow, we will actually be doing the Jay Allen show 
And there's been some contemplation about doing it live where we're doing it in this format, but I don't know because it's kind of a video stream and an interview that you would almost see via Zoom. And I'm not sure if that's really the place where we want to go. So maybe we'll start having that conversation. But I think that it's time for me to be able to talk about it. But next week on the Jay Allen Show, we have someone that we'll be doing an interview with that I can't wait to share. Maybe I'll wait until after tomorrow's episode comes out. Maybe let's do it that way. Maybe that's the better way of doing it. Yeah, I know it's kind of like the tease thing, which kind of sucks. But whatever. That's I guess that's the way to do it. But we have to have um, that kind of conversation. Anyways, let me get you into why you're here, which is really giving you my versionality of the news. So we'll get that rolling and going, and we'll we'll, we'll move forward from there, because that's just kind of the way that it goes. But whatever. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so taking it from the top of the hit list, here we go. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz requests for federal funds to rebuild and repair damage from the unrest and following the George Floyd's death has been denied. On July the 12th, Walz and President Trump to declare a major disaster. I said, I said the 12th, which was bullshit, it was yesterday, July the 2nd, in request of a federal emergency management agency because the extensive damage of public infrastructure. The damage totaling more than $15 million includes 1,500 businesses and a, mini, and a Minneapolis police station. Walt's spokesman, Teddy, yeah, we'll just go with Teddy, confirmed that the request had been denied, adding that the governor is disappointed. So how in the hell does that happen? And I know right out of the bat, Monday morning, we're starting off with the politics conversation, which is a shitty thing to do because that's kind of how it goes sometimes. But let's talk about this. How does that actually work? How does it get denied? Because if someone could explain the purpose of the denial, maybe that would make a little bit more sense. But I don't understand why it was being denied in the in the first place. What do you think? Do you think the denial is justified? If so, why? If you don't think that it's justified, if so, why? I don't understand some of these things. So this is why I come to you and ask some of the questions that I ask from time to time. I know sometimes it's extremely difficult in regards to what where we're moving forward with, but hey, this is how we started off the news stories, and that was what was there. But let's get you moving and moving. Duh. As people get creative to pass time during the, in home during the summer, one family has come up with a unique way to stay busy. Ina Turpin Fried, a technology journalist and Lego fanatic, has opted to keep her seven-year-old son busy by creating elaborate Lego challenges. Some of her ideas were inspired by Fox's hit show, Lego Masters. Or let me try that. Lego Masters. While others come straight from her own imagination. Ina told CNN that she has joined the challenges, in, or excuse me, has told CNN that she has joined in on the challenges and finds them to be a calming effect. Have you ever messed with Legos that are these giant scopes? I don't know if it's calming effect, but let's continue. From the stress of what's going on in the world, and also it is a quality time spent with her son. Why did I bring this up? Because here's what I want to know. You as a safety pro already have a stressful job and with everything going on already too, 
inside of the world, just in case, you know, there's a pandemic going on. Duh. What are you doing to do things that cause you less stress? Now, I know it is called the Rated R Safety Show, not called the Triple X Show, so let's make sure that we're clear here on what your response might be. But what are you doing to stay calm, cool, and collective during this time? Maybe that's the way to go. I'm glad that Mr. Consultant over there thinks that Legos rock. He likes to meditate. That's good to know. Kind of meditation. We're not talking... um. Ace Ventura's When Nature Calls, right? I just want to make sure here. Anyways, let's continue. A man in England was arrested after allegedly biting a seagull after it tried to steal his McDonald's. That's, you know, McDonald's here. Officers who were interested or officers who witnessed the incident said that the bird appeared to be injured but flew away before they could inspect it. Upon questioning, the man admitted hurting the bird and being under the influence of drugs. What kind of drugs do you think he was on? Anyways, he was taken into custody as seagulls are protected species in the area and now faces up to six months in prison or a fine of $6,300. Okay. Now, I understand some people out there truly enjoy McDonald's. Number one, I'm not a big fan, but that's just me. You know, whatever. You can like whatever you want. But I don't think I'm biting a bird over McDonald's. I don't think I'm going to be willing to go to jail over McDonald's. And I sure as hell am not wanting to pay $6,300 over McDonald's. But I think you already knew that I was going to say that. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, okay, okay. A former NYC priest accused of embezzling over $1 million to buy a house and pay for a sex master. A sex master. Was found dead inside a New Jersey home last week. Peter McQuell was found by officers in his home in Brick Township on Thursday. His brother, Joseph McQuell, told the New Jersey Advance Media. Really? You could name yourself Advanced Media? Advanced Media, that he was supposed to be contacted by authorities, but they have not called him back, and he has no details about the death. McWell resigned as the pastor of St. Francis de Chantel Parish in Dog's Neck in 2015, just two days after the parishioners filed a civil lawsuit alleging that he has embezzled at least $1 million since 2003. Duh. Now, okay, a lot of things there in that news story, a lot of things to converse about, a lot of things to discuss. So let's go through it. He embezzled over a million dollars from the period of 2003 to 2015. How in the hell did they narrow it down to that it was for a sex master? The whole thing I can understand, but you have to have a set of cojones to tell someone that I am going to go after a sex master for some of this. I mean, think about it for a moment as we do have this discussion. What do you think? Does that make sense? And not that I'm saying that you're embezzling money from the organization that you're at, but if you were, 
Would you admit that you were actually getting embezzling money over a sex master? And the next question, what the hell is a sex master? I have no clue what that is. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, employees of the Hamburg Red Light District are demanding to get back to work following shutdown due to the coronavirus. About 400 prostitutes, yeah, I said prostitutes there, held a protest on Saturday calling for the government to reopen brothels. Prostitution in brothels is legal in Germany. The protest was organized by the Association of Sex Workers who stated that the continued closure of licensed premises is forcing some prostitutes onto the street, which is illegal and far more dangerous and unhygienic way of working. Shops, restaurants, and bars have been allowed to reopen, but bar authorals remain closed. Where do you go here? Where do you, where do you go to have this actual conversation? Now, there is a comment here. Hard to wear a mask while working. I don't make this stuff up. I just kind of read what's there. Um, what do you think about this? Number one, if you were inside of this industry, and I'm not saying the industry of the prostitution side, but you're in the industry of the brothel. Do you think they have a safety professional that actually works inside of there? Duh. And what exactly is the standpoint of what they do? Do you know anybody inside of that fashion? Because I'll tell you, I have a couple of people that I know that tell me that they know safety pros, and we've had this minor discussion in the past, that work inside of the porn industry. And I know this shit can get me into a lot of heat based on what I'm talking about because some people are easily offended by porn and things along those lines. And I'm not justifying what people are doing, so let's not even go down that wormhole because that's a whole other thing. But how does that work between the brothels and between the porn industry? What exactly does the safety pro do inside of those organizations and i'm not saying organizations and organization but what would they do inside of that industry have you given that any thought how much thought have you given it it's something to think about i mean not saying you know sit around and have too much entertainment with it but what do i know safety in a way never heard of before Well, at least 18 sailors were injured on Sunday after an explosion on a military ship in San Diego, California. Naval Base San Diego tweeted that its sailors were taken into the hospital for non-life-threatening injuries and that all of the crew, approximately 160 members, had been accounted for. No word yet for the cause of the blaze. Now, we kind of do know about the safety professionals that are available there. Unfortunately, an event that actually occurred there. And I'm kind of always still hung up about this whole Twitter thing. Nothing against Twitter. We know some people like to use Twitter a little bit more than others, but that's a whole other story. But when you start talking about it and you start thinking about it, how does that actually work? Do you think that tweeting about things is the most important thing to do when something happens? And nothing against the naval base here, but it's a portion of the conversation to talk about. I was reading a story online where this lady, her kids died. Yeah, multiple. I did say kids, plural. And one of the first things she did within the first hour 
Well, she was tweeting it. Is it that crucial to share everything that's going on inside of your life? Now, one can argue, Jay, you're kind of an asshole on what you're saying here. Because right now, what I'm doing is portion of my life, depending on how you look at it. I mean, it's not like there's somebody inside of where you work recording what you're doing. But I record what I do. Not all of it, but some of it. I think it's funny that some people think that this is all I do. (laughs) It's a whole other story sometimes. But think about that. What's the important part of having people know via social media immediately on what's going on? And yes, don't get me wrong. Let's not take the death equation outside of the lady that I'm talking about. And let's not, you know, take out of the equation of the person's being injured, but at least accounted for. But why is it such an importance to share everything that's going on? I don't know. I look at this sometimes. And I'll tell you, I'm on some different platforms and it occurs. There's a person that I watch because that's exactly what I'm doing. I watch. They stream about 16 hours a day of their life. And, and it has even went as far one time, really multiple times, where they have even streamed them sleeping, which I didn't even know that that was a thing. But you have to put some kind of disclaimer on the screen, letting them know or letting people know that that's okay. What's going on? But why in the hell would you do that? I really don't get it. I, I, I just sit back and I chuckle and I understand you want involvement from people, but I don't need somebody to see me sleep. Shit, sometimes I don't even think that I need people to see me doing what I'm doing right here. But hey, it was a request about doing it, so that's why I do it. I mean, you understand that, right? Duh. But let's just kind of move forward because I feel like I'm going to go off on a tangent. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Okay, so you ready for this real quick on an unopened Super Mario Brothers video game released back in 1985 for the Nintendo NES. That's Nintendo Entertainment System, just in case you didn't know. Console broke the world record for the most ever paid for any video game, according to the Dallas-based Heritage Auction. Are you ready for this? An anonymous bidder scooped up the game for $114,000. $114,000. during an auction on Friday. You know what it is to pay for $114,000 for a video game? The previous record was set back in 2019 for an unopened copy of the same game, which sold for $100,150. Yeah, $114,000. Shit, I'm almost starting to think that I need to start going to the game stores and purchasing games just that are still sealed. But... If you're taking a look at the new PlayStation 5 or the Xbox that's on the verge of coming out, most of them are going into the digital format where you don't even have to have a video game. You just download the shit. The new systems that are coming out seem to be quite excellent. I'm not going to lie here. But $114,000, hey, if you have the money to do it, I guess do it. But there's a lot of good things you can do in the world for $114,000. But hey, if that's going to make you happy, do it if you can afford to. But shit, man, what do I know? Duh. Duh. So let's continue real quick. A tornado touched down in Maine on Saturday. The state's first of oh, the first, uh, can't even talk. The state's first in over three years. How can it be the state's first in over three years? So it's the first time it's occurred in three years or it's the, it's been three years since it occurred. It's not the first time. 
Come on, man. The National Weather Service said that the EFO tornado had an estimated maximum wind of 80 miles per hour and traveled about five miles per hour. No fatalities or injuries were reported. I'll tell you, if you were here in Florida and you heard that shit, people would be like, oh, that's that's just Florida weather. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Because that's how hardcore some of the people are here. Um, so anyway, so good that there was no injuries or fatalities to to reference. Now, I keep on getting hung up real quick on this whole matrix thing. And I'm not talking about the Neo matrix. I'm talking about the hazard matrix that you would build inside of your workplace. Now, if you're in an area that normally doesn't have a lot of weather events, how does that work inside of your world? Do you look at it and go, okay, we are going to create this, but how do you rate them? How do you rate it on the matrix? Do you put catastrophic and then you put infrequently and how does it work? So then once it occurs, using the example for Maine here, do you go back and update the matrix? Because now it's happened. How does that work inside of your organization? Now, I'll tell you the previous places that I worked at when I was actually under the employee model, working for an employer, we would try to update those as close to real time as possible. And sometimes some of the people in the risk committee would argue with me in regards of why would I change it? Well, shit, it just happened, so of course I need to change it. Talking mostly about weather events. So what do you think? How do you think it should be updated? Immediately? Or should it take a long time before it actually does happen? I don't know. I'm just asking you the question. Duh. Duh. Okay, NASA Parker Solar Probe is set to fly within 516 miles of Venus this week. The spacecraft will swoop by Venus for its first outbound flyby of the planet. This is when Parker or Parker Solar Probe will perform its third Venus gravity assist, which will allow the spacecraft to shed some of its orbital energy and get much closer to the sun following the orbit. NASA explains this on their website. The mission launched back in 2018. So, number one, I'm going to tell you, if you have not taken a look at this, go to the NASA website, take a look around. It's called Parker Solar Probe. Parker Solar Probe. Definitely worth taking a look at. If you're into that whole moon, lunar, space thing, and not so much the SpaceX thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I had a friend pretty much excited yesterday talking about um, Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX, but that's a whole other story. I'll leave that one alone because that could, could possibly get me into, into some trouble there. Duh. Anyway, so continuing down, 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 down the path. As I did tell you at the very beginning of the show, 15,299 new cases of the coronavirus. Biggest record on task, at least at the moment that I'm actually reporting this, for the state here. And I think it was said it also was the U.S. But guess what happened over the weekend? Walt Disney World reopened on Saturday amid exploding coronavirus numbers in Florida. While the park promised social distancing would be enforced, theme park journalist Carl Wizzle said that they were quickly fell apart when visitors entered the park. Many took to social media to share the mixed emotions about the park reopening, while others shared photos of people standing back-to-back, maskless, as they waited in line. Now, there's photos all across the interwebs, and this goes back to what we were talking about a few moments ago, related to 
people posting shit online, but have to take a look at it right away in regards of, okay, people were posting pictures immediately about what was going on once they walked into the park. So, number one, if you felt unsafe, why'd you stay? And yeah, it's 100 and what? I think it's like 114 to 120 to 130, who the hell knows now, to get into one of those parks. So what would you do? And I, I mean, and where was the breakdown? Was the breakdown in how they were letting people come in? Because that's what it looked like online, but there wasn't enough information to make sense. And yes, there are areas where supposedly you can take off your mask for a period of time. But I really think that's another park that they were referencing quite a bit um, just for purposes of saying so. But what do you think? Do you, if you're not in Florida... And you have the opportunity to come to Disney. And I'm not using the people that are, you know, right there next to Disney World. But if you had the opportunity to come to Disney and go into the park, would you do so? Or would you say, eh, this might not be the time to do it? Something to think about for sure. And I understand, you know, Disney has been closed for a very long period of time. And keep in mind, most of the times is the way that it goes. As Disney goes, so does Florida. But how do you look at this and make this, I guess, justify it? Because keep in mind, too, that today, Disneyland was supposed to be reopening. But Disneyland has now pushed back because of what the state of California has said in regards of any kind of openings to that extent. So do you think that Disney World should have followed the same track? And I'm not picking on Disney. It's nothing. It's not anti-Disney day, that's for sure. But what do you think should have happened? Or... Do you believe that this is just a hoax and people are making shit up anyway? So what's the big deal? They should just go out there. Think about it for a moment. Or do you fall into the park of, well, the more tests we have, the more cases we'll find. So let's eliminate the amount of tests that we're doing. Think about it. There's a lot of things to go through. (laughs) Just something to think about. And there's so many questions that one can sit here and ask about the purpose there. But at the same time, too, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in regards of this particular conversation? Does it make sense or is it something that not even worth talking about? It's Disney World. You have the option to go or not to go. The other portion, Universal has been open for a longer period of time. And we've already discussed this previously. So let's talk about it. Because here's the thing. Universal Studios opened back in June. So they've had, Disney's seen a while of them testing this. Universal ended up having to lay off, not furlough, lay off people due to the lack of interest of some people going into the park. Nothing against Universal Studios. They're great. They're a great park. But you had to almost take a look at it and go, this is kind of setting up of what's going on. Now, my question always has become, what do you do also when it comes to the water park aspect? Universal Studios has that thing called Volcano Bay. How does that work? How does the social distancing thing work there? And does this limit the amount of people that can go into a wave pool at the same time? And would you feel comfortable enough to go into a wave pool with a group of people? Just a question. Something I'm thinking about out loud. Probably shouldn't be having this conversation. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. 
Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So, some terrible news to share with you. A couple things real quick. Benjamin Keoff has died. The son of Lisa Marie Presley and grandson of Elvis Presley passed away on apparent suicide in California on Sunday. While he remained mostly out of the spotlight, Benjamin did follow his grandfather's footsteps and pursued a career as a musician. He was 27. Additionally, to add to it, over the weekend, Kelly Preston, wife of John Travolta, passed away due to, due to breast cancer. She had been battling privately with breast cancer. She passed away at the age of 57. So not sure, like I always tell people, when we have these portions of the conversation, kind of a hard... Kind of a hard swing on where to go next. I just don't ever know what to say. Just don't ever know what to say. And you can't drop into a music drop. You can't drop into anything. You kind of just have to go with it. Terrible thing. Terrible thing. That's all I can say. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Recently, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. Stuck, struck a deal to cut $1 billion from the NYPD budget. Congresswoman Al- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said the move didn't go far enough. She also accused the mayor of using budget tricks and funny math to accomplish the decrease in the funding. Nearly 1,200 officers were trimmed from the department and overtime spending was reduced in the agreement. AOC believes that the cuts were not drastic as reported and that the funds were simply reallocated to another city department while keeping positions largely intact. So what do you think? Are you following some of these news stories? Cause I, I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell you, and I've told you this over the last few weeks as the conversation has come about, how are you looking at this whole thing of defunding the police department? I hear it. I see what people are saying. I see what people are posting, but what are you? Oh, hello. (laughs) Hi, Siri. Um, But what are you thinking here? If you look at where Black Lives Matters is actually located, if you go to the website, and the last time I was there had not been updated in regards to what they're referring to as defunding the police department. Now, you can find some things on some outside sources of what it actually is, but not enough information on the Black Lives Matters website do you think you personally that there needs to be a better description of what they mean by that because i like to have a better understanding directly from black life matters not the interpretation of what other people believe that they mean by that and why in my other question becomes this why is it not on the website Exactly the explanation. I understand what defunding means because I've had people send me emails, text messages, and articles on in definitions of what defunding means, so I don't need that. But don't you think that it should be there on exactly what it means or what it, the interpretation is? Because when I think defunding, it's not the most positive thing. Reallocation and moving around, maybe that's portion of the conversation that we should have. I don't know. I'm just having the conversation and something to think about. 
think about it for a moment because that's all we can truly do because anything else is just an assumption. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, Robert Mueller published an opinion piece in the Washington Post over the weekend defending the prosecution of Roger Stone and airing his displeasure regarding President Trump's communication of his prison sentence. Mueller doubled down on his assertion of Stone was guilty of lying to Congress to protect Trump and went to say that any claims otherwise are false. Stone was scheduled to report to prison Next week, which is bullshit, which they was actually scheduled for tomorrow for a 40-month 40, 40 sentence. So just in case you did not know that. Now, let me kind of play the other portion of the equation here. If you want to get direct information on what's going on with the Roger Stone case, or not going on with Roger Stone case, but more of the insight today. And yeah, this is bullshit that I'm plugging this, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Today, 8.40 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this is Monday, July 13th, just in case. If, and this is where the controversy is going to start, if you go to Bubba Radio Network or BubbaArmy.com, this is the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. He will actually have Roger Stone on at 8.40 this morning. You can take a listen to whatever the hell is going on, and I'll tell you, Bubba normally lays into the guy. And if you're not familiar with Bubba the Love Sponge, it's an acquired taste. I like the guy. Not everybody loves him. He used to be on Howard 100, used to be on, or excuse me, Howard 101, now Howard 100. And yeah, that is Howard Stern. So I just want you to be aware of that. So if you get the opportunity, 840 Eastern time, AM, this morning, Bubba the Love Sponge Show, that's where you'll see Roger Stone. So going into this, and I know we're touching a lot on politics today. What's your general consensus about this whole thing. How do you look at this? Do you think he should have been pardoned? How do you feel about being commuted? And do you think that Roger Stone will come back and sue the feds? What's your thought process? I know, going outside of the realm of safety here, I apologize. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Duh. But there's a lot of this portion of the conversation, and you can look at it however you want. Like I always tell people, you have to vet your own information and find the info that's there and see where the resource is coming from. I'm kind of a jackass. I'm probably a terrible person to look at in regards of giving you information. But you know that. I know that. That's why I try to tell you all of this ahead of time. Anyways, let's continue down the path. No winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $91 million jackpot or a $73.5 million cash payout. Think about that for a moment. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about it. This is the name of the episode, and I have a question for you. Can someone please explain to me why we celebrate birthdays? What is your birth date? 
Now think about it real quick, just for a quick brief moment. Why do we call them birthdays? So today is my birthday. Is it really my birthday? Or is it really my birth anniversary? And this is a question that has been posed in the office many, many years ago. And I'm not talking about the office as in here. I am talking about the office as the TV show. I think Dwight had it right when we talk about birth anniversaries. Because today's not my birthday. I was born many, many, many years ago. It is my birth anniversary. And maybe that's the way we should address it. I wouldn't mind getting an anniversary cake. Not for being married. I'm talking about for my birthday. Yeah, or my birth anniversary. How would you word it? And I know it's kind of silly, a portion of the conversation. But why is it a birthday? I know. Semantics. Trying to be logical about portions of the conversation. But how do you look at this? Can someone please explain to me why it's a birthday? Duh. And I know when I start talking about weird shit like this, people go, well, what does this have to do with anything going on? I don't know. We're just trying to hit, sit here and have something to talk about, man. You know how hard it is to vet some of this shit. I'm just kidding. Going a little bit too far there. A little bit too far. But think about it. Think about the conversation about birthday versus birth dates because it's so difficult sometimes. But what do I know? I just kind of sit here and try to go, hey, let's go. Let's cover some of the information. But who knows, man? Just think about it. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, always trying to be entertaining here on the Rated R Safety Show. Here we go. Let's continue. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either, even though we already discussed the other one. Wednesday night's drawing will be for $87 million jackpot or $70.2 million cash payout. Yeah, 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 just in case. Normally during this portion, I would tell you what's going on inside of the box office, but I can tell you this. Nothing's going on inside of the box office currently because there's not enough data to tell you what's happening. But AMC might have a new lifeline. Looking like somebody's willing to pick up part of their debt that might give them a lifeline until 2021. But if things don't reopen, don't know how that's going to work. Now, keep in mind that supposedly, allegedly, who the hell knows what kind of word you want to use. AMC is supposed to be opening at the end of the month. As long with Cinemark and Regal Cinemas. The question is going to become, are people going to be willing to go to the movie theater? I still think it's kind of risky, but that's just my personal opinion. And how will social distancing work inside of a movie theater? I like movie theaters. I've loved movie theaters all my life. But we still have a question of cleanliness. Just is what it is. And I know that they're starting to have those ultra UV light machines that you can use, start using now. So maybe that becomes a whole other part of the question. Oh, by the way, yes, Sheldon, you're incorrect. It is, just in case. Uh, so let's continue. So something to think about. 
Something to think about there. By the way, I always know that sometimes when it comes to me talking to people on the chat box, it's kind of being distant. You know, it disenfranchises the people that are on the radio. And I don't do it on purpose or the people on the podcast. It's just sometimes there's some video streaming stuff that actually happens. And I know that I sometimes do not give you the descriptor of what's going on. So just want to let you know that real quick. And I only reference this for the for the sole point of, yeah, there's information that happens on the screen. You can come out to the video stream. You don't even have to watch the video stream. The podcast is perfectly fine. The radio station is perfectly fine. But we have all these options available for you because those are the things that happen. Anyways, let's continue real quick going down the news stories. Let's talk about a little bit about showbiz. Bon Jovi released a new charity single called American Reckoning. The song was inspired by the death of George Floyd with lyrics that reference him being unable to breathe. Proceeds from the download will support Brian Stevenson's Justice Justice Reform Charity Equal Justice Initiative. So if you're interested in doing that, take a look. Go find the song American Reckoning by Bon Jovi. And I'll tell you, Bon Jovi does all kinds of interesting things to help. He has actually put his money where his mouth is. And he has actually started a restaurant. This was a few years back, and now there's several of them. Where you go, you can eat and pay what you can afford. And if you can't afford anything, that's perfectly fine. He just wants people to be able to eat. Something that you don't see a lot of people doing in regards to going out there and helping. And I admire when people, you know, step up and do those kind of things. So appreciate you, Mr. John Bon Jovi. Not that you'll ever hear this, but just something that I would like to reference anyways. Anyways, let's continue. Bill Cosby owes millions in legal fees. According to new court papers, a judge ordered the disgraced comedian to pay $2.7 million he owed to Quinn Emanuel Ergodaw and Sullivan of Los Angeles last September. The firm now says they have received nothing and the total amount owed is closer to $3 million as 10% interest has occurred. Ah, Cosby's rep declined to comment. Okay, so... This is what I always find interesting. Did you just do a Fat Albert joke? Hey, hey, hey. Um, but I just, this is what I always find interesting. And Fat Albert's a, a, a character that Bill Cosby used to play. But I want you to think about this. Why are you going to charge interest on something that somebody does not have? That kind of goes back to the credit card theory that it used to happen many years ago. I owe you money. I didn't pay you. You hit me with a late fee and then an interest fee on top of it. And it's a continuation of something that I can't afford to do. And you're doing it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Guess what happens? You're increasing the debt, but when you're drawing from nothing, what's going to happen there? Sounds like something's going to be doing, someone's going to be doing a charge off. Sorry, just sounds that way. Let's continue. ESPN has suspended NBA Reporter Adrian Wojcicki following his obscene reply to U.S. Senator Josh Hockley's tweet. Holly, a Republican from Missouri, penned a letter criticizing NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and the league's relationship with China, asking why Free Hong Kong and other conservative messages weren't part of the league's initiative to allow players to put social justice statements on their uniform in place of their names. Wojcicki replied, fuck you. To Harley. <laughs> oh, the length of the suspension has not been revealed, but he will not be in Orlando to the cover the NBA's restart. Oh, okay. Wojonowski. Sorry. Wojonowski. Thank you for the clarification. Hooked on phonics has not worked for me. 
So anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Katy Perry chose a great friend to be her unborn daughter's godmother. The Daily Mirror reports that the singer and her fiance, Orlando Bloom, and asked Jennifer Aniston to take on the role of the role. Aniston, who wept tears of joy when asked, accepted the job. The Friends actress is also the godmother of Courtney Cox, daughter's Coco. Coco, beware. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Lois Tomlinson has parted ways with Simon Cowell of Cisco Music, the former One Direction member who had been with the label since the band inception on The X Factor in 2011 announced the split on Twitter. Wow, another Twitter reference. He has also revealed that the new album in the works. Well, good for you. If that's something that you want to do, I don't think I don't think that Simon Cowell is somebody who wouldn't want to leave. You know, he's put some interesting things together. The music mogul that he is. Anyways, Robert De Niro will be living in upstate New York for the foreseeable future amid the coronavirus pandemic. In a court hearing for his divorce case, the actor's lawyer said that De Niro's ex-wife should not be granted exclusive rights to the upstate property because he intends to reside there, as he is the high-risk category when it comes to the virus. His lawyer also added that De Niro's kids, who is living at the home with him, has a medical condition, and he will die if he gets COVID. The judge ruled that De Niro should pay his ex an additional $75,000, which would also allow her to obtain some place to be able to take reprieve from the streets of New York in lieu of using the upstate residence. Holy monkeys. Who knows, man? I look at a lot of this stuff and go, this is crazy. Crazy stuff that happens inside of this world. And I'm not saying, hey, you need to, you know, not pay alimony. But, man, I look at it and go, crazy stuff out there. But whatever. I could possibly be biased as you look at things. Anyways, Elon Musk, already mentioned earlier in the news. I'll smile for a moment. Is backtracking his support for Kanye West for president following Yee's interview um, with Forbes. He said that he never voted in his life. Plans to run for the White House like what? Plans to run the White House like Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda, and believes that vaccines are the mark of the beast. Must tweeted. He may have more difference of opinion than I anticipated. West also stated in an interview that he is no longer a supporter of President Trump and bashed the Democratic Party. For their oppression. So something to think about. Something to think about for sure there. Wow, that kind of just went all over the place, I kind of felt. That's just my opinion, of course. Here we go. Donovan Smith is convinced that protecting his new QB, Tom Brady, is worth playing. In the midst of the global pandemic, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer offensive lineman shared that his concerns on Instagram writing, with the start of the 2020 season fast approaching, many thoughts and questions roam in my mind, I'm sure... It does, does, excuse me, I'm sure it does for many of my coworkers across the league. To continue, the many unknowns do not give me comfort. With my child, my first child due in three weeks, I can't help but think about how I will be able to go to work and, proper, and take proper precautions around 80 people every day and then go home with my newborn daughter. Smith also questions how a sport that requires physical contact can practice social distancing, adding that even if they get tested daily, it takes a day or more to get the results. So how could they be safe in the interim? Other players have voiced similar concerns 
in recent weeks. So I wonder if we're going to start going into the robot world when it comes to actually doing anything related to football. And it's just a question, of course, because how else are you going to do it? Because I don't think that you're going to be starting to see a lot of flag football. And how, how social distance are you going to be there? Something to think about as we do have the conversation, of course. And of course, this could be a little bit of me being a jackass because those things do happen. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of the birthdays that you can celebrate for today. Wyatt Olive from Guardians of the Galaxy turned 17 today. Cody Bellinger, baseball player, turns 25. Jader Molina, baseball player, turns 38. Bye-bye, Mr. Primus. Cheech Marin, you might know, from Cheech and Chon fame, turns 74. And what a, it's a couple of people that I like really a lot. Harrison Ford turns 78 today. And Patrick Stewart from X-Men, you know, you know, and Star Trek, you know, that stuff turns 80. So let's talk about a couple of days of the year that you can celebrate today. Let's take it from the very, 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 very top. Duh. Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Bean and Frank's Day. Embrace your geekiness day. Fool's Paradise Day. International Town Criers Day. Go West Day. National French Fry Day. National Beef Tallow Day. And Gruntled <laughs> Workers Day. Well, a lot of things to think about there, that's for sure. Something else to think about. Anyways, yeah. here we go. Here we go. That's kind of the end of there of everything that was going on on days that you can celebrate. On days that are important in history, back in the 1960s, JFK gets nomination for the Democratic Party to run for president. LBJ would be named his running mate. The pair won with just shy of 50% of the vote. It was one of the closest races in presidential history, beating Richard Nixon by a fraction of a percentage. Also in 1985, President Reagan physician discovered polyps in his colon and advised immediate surgery. Vice President George Bush became president for the day while Reagan underwent the operation and recovered. Nothing noteworthy happened during the time frame. Back in 2013, Black Lives Matter is created in response to the acquittal of George Zimmerman. Zimmerman was on trial for murder of a teenage teenager, Trayvon Martin. Over the years, the movement have garnered more support and focused mostly on protesting police brutality against African-Americans. So something to think about today. Anyways, let me not forget to make reference to a couple of different things here. With everything going on inside of the world, want to make sure that you are kind of feeling good and calm about yourself inside of this world of ours. So right now, if you're struggling through any thoughts of depression, mental health, anything related to contemplating suicide, there's a number that you can call where they can assist you and help you. If you call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-8255. Give them a call. They'll be able to help you out with anything related to mental anguish, 
They're there to help and assist 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or you can go to the website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And they'll be there for you as well. Another thing that I want to make reference to is that you can go to a website, as you can see right here on my lovely shirt today, that says to write love on her arms. That's to write love on her arms. They're another great resource that can help you and assist you with anything going on in regards to mental health issues. They will actually tell you about some things that are available there in the general public in that particular area to assist. So something to think about if you do get the opportunity to go there for that. Also, some other information readily available. Recently been talking about this, and there's kind of some other things that we need to talk about very, very soon, but I'll reference it right now. If you go to missingkids.org, this will tell you about all the children that are missing in the continental United States. And I believe I shouldn't say continental United States because it also does cover some of the stuff that's going on in Alaska and Hawaii. But something to think about real quick. But this will actually help you with anything from missing children that are going around in the area. These are some of the things related to Amber Alerts that you actually get. So if you have a chance, please go to the website, missingkids.org, where you can take a look at some of the children that are showing that are missing, um, that are being trafficked, and things along those lines. So if you do get a chance, also, they're always looking for help and assistance in that particular area. So if you can go there, take a look around and see what is available. So I would appreciate you doing that if you do get the opportunity to do so. Anyways, you know what you've been listening to. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Just one more thing to kind of talk about real quick. If you haven't heard, I want to share with you real quick. We have a class coming up here towards the end of the month, and this is a hop class. What does that mean? That is a human and organizational performance class that we will be doing together here. So if you want to come out, and this is a hop class for beginners. So July the 29th at 9 a.m., Eastern time. We'll be conducting this particular class. Don't worry. I'll still get to the Rated R show to you. Um, but we will be conducting a class where you can come out, hang out with us virtually, of course. And this is a beginner practitioner class that will be readily available. What we've been doing on this particular one as we're going through the whole aspect of, you know, really covering the fundamentals of human and organizational performance. The other thing that we're doing on this particular class is what we want to do is have you help us promote it. Now, what are we doing in return? What we want to do is, opposed to you just kind of saying, hey, go around and tell everybody about it, we want to do some versionality of a revenue share with you. So for every ticket that you are able to assist us, or for every ticket that you sell using an affiliate link that we would provide to you, we would give you 5% commission off of that. So that way we can show our appreciation to you as you are assisting us on actually getting the class out there. So if you're interested in doing so, go to safetyfm.io. That is safetyfm.io. If you forget it, if you just go to safetyfm.com under live virtual, it is right there listed for you. And you do not have to go to the event to actually to get an affiliate link. So something to think about if you're interested in doing so. Anyways, you have been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means 
mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Sweet. 